Hi, and welcome to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast, a podcast about the kids, families, and people of Arkansas Children's. Our mission at Arkansas Children's is to champion children by making them better today and healthier tomorrow. Throughout these podcasts, we'll tell stories of hope, hardship, and healing. Today, we're talking to Lindsay Ekman, Reed's mom, about their heart transplant journey at Arkansas Children's and how even a hurricane couldn't stop Reed and his family from a new beginning. As always, please rate and review our podcast wherever you are listening and follow Arkansas Children's on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news, information, and storytelling. Now, read story. We are live at Arkansas Children's Hospital. I'm your host, Rebecca Brockman, and I'm joined this afternoon with Lindsay Ekman. And Lindsay has an amazing story about her son, Reed, who uh, is a patient here at Arkansas Children's and had a heart transplant. Um, And we are excited to hear, first of all, your story, Lindsay, but to hear how Reed is doing now. And I feel like I know you. And I know the Arkansas Children's team feels like you are family because you spent so much time with us. But for those of us who do not know your story and do not know Reed's story, if you could share a little bit about about why he needed the transplant and what brought you to Arkansas Children's and just your your journey through it all. Well, Reed was born a full-term baby. He had the typical jaundice, which is common, and that resulted in an eight-day stay at the hospital for the lights. Once we were discharged, about two days later, he went lethargic. Just something was not right. We knew we needed to take him somewhere to get checked out, and we just, it was instinct. We knew we needed to come here to Arkansas Children's Hospital. And um, in the ER, we were found to be in heart, kidney, liver failure. Greed went on ECMO life support. It was a couple days later that we found out why this happened to him. And it was a result of rhinovirus, which is a common cold virus. And for some reason, it attacked his body the way it did. Was able to come off a milarone, which is an intensive heart failure drug. But he fell that wean off and was right back into heart failure. And that's when we knew he needed a heart transplant. At that time, Arkansas Children's was inactive for transplants, so we had to go somewhere else. And we ended up going to Houston, Texas. And we, he was listed for a transplant there at three months old. Okay, we want to hear about Houston because there's a very incredible story you have there. But first, just take us back. You have this new baby at home. And as a mom, you're, you're watching your newborn and you notice that something is wrong. What goes through your mind and what steps do you take immediately? Oh, we were terrified. And it, it started off as just something was not right, just that. You know what your baby's doing, and it doesn't seem right. And we immediately just got him in the car and left, and that's when he just started crashing, as I call it, when he was just really having a hard time breathing. He was he just wasn't looking right. My mom even asked us, are you going to take him back to the hospital we had him at? And I was just like, no, we're taking him straight to Arkansas Children's. If we would have taken him anywhere else, we would have died. So you arrive at Arkansas Children's, and shortly they become almost family to you because you are relying on them for saving your son's life. Yes. What has, what, sharing your experience, what makes Arkansas Children's different? Arkansas Children's is so much different from any other hospital because not only are they, the main focus is Reed, but 
our entire family as well. Everyone knew my other son's name. Everyone greeted him. Everyone treated him like, this is different, but hey, you're, you're, you're important too. We're going to love on you too. And he was getting stickers. He still gets stickers. When we come for appointments, um, when we pull into the parking lot, Parker yells, Reed's home. <laughs> he recognizes this as a home too. Um, all of our staff members are our family. We're able to call them any time of day. That is very important to me as a parent of a special needs child just because it could be a midnight and Reed's doing something different. I need, I need to tell somebody what's going on if, just for my peace of mind, even if it's nothing at all. So this is more than just a hospital to you and your family? It's a home. <laughs> okay, so we have to go back to Houston because what happens? So you think you're going to get the transplant in Houston, and then what happens? Hurricane Harvey. And that was hard. My husband and our other child evacuated before Hurricane Harvey hit. So Reed and I, I camped out in the hospital with three the entire time. We were divided. They were here in Arkansas for, I think, over 10 days before the roads were open to where they could come to us. So you were trapped. We were trapped in Houston. With a baby who needed a transplant. Yes, and he was inactive for the transplant at that time because there was no way to safely get an organ to the hospital. So everybody that was waiting for some kind of organ, whether it's heart, liver, or kidney, we were all inactive for transplants. Yes, so you're sitting in the hospital room in Houston. What are you most fearful of? I'm fearful of re-declining. We were there waiting for a heart, and we no longer could receive a heart at that time. What happens next that gives you hope? Arkansas Children's became active again, and we were able to come home. We were so excited to get to come back home and knowing that we would be back together in our home and with our family support and community. We were already listed in Houston for our transplant. So as soon as we were up in the air, they had a list that says inactive. And we flew back to Arkansas, and then we had to wait to be listed again. Now, this process could take over a week to get us listed here in Arkansas, But our team here worked so tirelessly and diligently to get Reed listed that he did not lose any time. It was the next day he was listed for a transplant. Every day or every hour counted when it came to his heart? Yes, because you never know when you could receive a call. How did the team support you more than just, okay, he's on the list, we're going to take care of this. What other support did they provide? Our team is our family. They are always there around the clock. We have an open line of communication with them about everything. And this is very important because they have the final say of my child. I I joke with them that sometimes I need to call for their permission (laughs) when we do something because I feel that way. I feel like Reed is their child as well. And the way they love him and care for him, I know he's in the best place possible. I know he's getting the best care. And I also know if something happens to him, it wasn't because somebody wasn't doing their job. So it sounds like they were so much more than just a medical team and doctors and nurses giving you suggestions. They were your family, essentially. Yes, they are our family. That's awesome. So we want to know how Reed is doing now as oh, you said almost two almost two. so what what is he like he is so full of life he is so fun he loves people he loves making everybody laugh and just being silly he's talking all the time he's running 
If you see him today, you would never know that all that he's been through. Let's talk about some of the milestones that he has hit that you maybe didn't know that if he would make it, the crawling and walking and talking. What were some of those milestones that stick out? All of them, honestly. Um, if you go back to the very beginning, we were told very how common it is when a virus attacks the body the way it does. It, it normally attacks the brain as well. So for the longest time, we didn't know what Reed was going to be like. We didn't know if he was going to be a typical thriving, developing child, or if he was going to have a lot more delays. And we count our blessings every day that he's just a perfectly normal baby. We have a party in our house every week. We celebrated his transplant anniversary by bringing cupcakes up to the CV unit. We wanted to have a party, but because it it falls it kind of in the beginning of flu season, and we just do not feel comfortable having him around a lot of people yet. Well, speaking of flu season, you have to take some precautions and do different things now um, as he is still recovering. What does a normal day look like for you, and what things do you have to avoid? A normal day for us is basically staying home. We do not get out much. We are very, very strict on who can come to our house, and if you come to our house, you need to have a flu shot. We follow our rules very strictly, just because Reed has fought so hard to live, we want to be sure he's always protected. When we come for clinic appointments, he always wears a mask. When we go anywhere else, we make sure he's it's there's not a lot of people or it's open air. We try to always have his best interest in mind, and we're very calculated on everything we go to. And as a normal two-year-old, you want to take him to the park and you want to take him to the McDonald's play area, but you have to think about everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. We do not do that in order just to keep him safe. So it is important during flu season uh, to get your flu shot, just not for your family and community, but for patients like Reed. Absolutely. There's no reason not to get your flu shot. And these are precautions that you are going to have to take for the rest of his life. What advice do you have for other parents? who are going through a transplant, and then life afterwards, what would you say to them? I think what has really helped me is to fixate on the things that I can control. I'm often very worried about his future. I'm worried about every little germ that we cross. And I can't control everything, so I want to channel that energy into the things I can control. I I can control we're at our doctor's appointments on time and that I have an open communication with our team. I can control that he is taking his medication on time in the way he's supposed to take it. And I can control that I'm feeding him a balanced diet. And that in return helps his body. And so it's just trying to find a good balance of where you can worry and where you can spend your time. Now, it is February. It's Heart Month, which I'm sure holds a special importance to you and your family. Tell us uh, if you do anything special during February or what the month means to you. This month is something I've become so passionate about. I wear red, and I wear it almost every day just to show my support. I feel like if you wear it enough, people are going to start asking, why do you have the same color on? And I think Reed's story and also our friends that are born with a congenital heart defect are the perfect example why. Our heart community is so underfunded, and we need more awareness. If we can find ways to keep these sick hearts going, we win as a community. Because a heart transplant 
Yes, it's a great option, but it's not a guaranteed option. You're not guaranteed to get a new organ in time. So we need more funding. We need more research to how to keep these hearts going, these very sick hearts going. And no one is exempt from this community. Reed's the perfect example of that. You can be born with a perfect heart and something can happen. So you have become this heart advocate, which I'm sure a couple years ago you never expected. No, I've learned so much about this life. I was the mom that put all the precautions in place. I did hardly allowed any visitors when he was first born. We washed our hands before we touched him. None of us were sick, but it still happened to Reed. And I tried to just focus on the positive that Reed is alive. He did make it. He beat the worst odds. But it's still hard. So what can I do? I can change that and try to make something better come from it. Lindsay, thank you for sharing your story. Um, we just we appreciate first Reed's story and what you're doing now just to raise awareness and being an advocate for other families, I think is, is really amazing. So thank you for your time and for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Wow, that was really amazing. If you want to hear more about Reed's story, please watch his story on our Facebook page. We have a three-part video that tells more about their incredible journey. We're really appreciative of Lindsay for sharing Reed's amazing journey with us. Thank you for listening to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast. Please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on our social media channels for more stories like Reed. Join us next time as we continue sharing the experiences of the patients, families, and people at Arkansas Children's. 